no chance. What's up, everybody? Episode 47 of the No Chance Podcast. As always, your host and back from vacation, Ryan and Nate. Uh, we apologize big time for uh, not recording an episode last week. I know a lot of people, you know, they're very in tune with what we're doing. They follow us on a day-to-day basis. I'm, I'm going to give us that credit. They do that. Um, they listen every week. Very loyal listeners, I'd say we have. All right, name three of them. Um... I don't know your ats, so I'm sorry, but uh, I know you're out there. But yeah, so we, we feel your presence. We feel your presence. Yeah, you yeah. guys. One of you guys tags us all the time, so shout out to you. That's probably all we really have. But yeah, I mean, episode 47, we're back. I mean, it's only been a week, so we can't really say too much. Well, technically, it's been two weeks. Has it since our last episode? That's true. No, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So what have we been up to? The past man, we got weeks? a lot. Of, we got a lot of. A lot of things to update you guys on. Um, it's weird saying you guys when it's just us two in this room. It's so weird. It's like we're talking to a larger audience. But, uh, I mean, one of the things that I w- would love to tell you guys about is, you know, we ha- we've from the very beginning of this podcast, we say it in almost every episode, all, we, all we've been doing is kind of finding a space to live not live but kind of like record our podcast well for you a place to live a place to live in this case yeah a place to live um so we spent a lot of our time just going from random like i think we started out at like libraries college libraries we went to cafes we had little rentable hourly spaces that we went to um but now um i have an apartment in the city which is like it's not just like any apartment there's major significances one is that it's in san francisco and rent is ridiculously expensive so to make that possible i'm going to give myself a pat on the back also for a historical lesson it is about one and a half blocks from where the old huff used to reside so that's also pretty cool because i used to go there when i was a kid and to think that i would live up the street from it shit man that's a that's a dream if it was still there obviously also it's up the street from one of the most fire restaurants in san francisco what is it called Leo Leo. oh yeah yeah so yeah. if you ever come to san francisco make sure you go there um you think they're listening probably not yeah probably I don't not think so <laughs> but yeah i mean sorry for the wait um at, le- we, at least we got we're getting one out right That's true. like it's only been a week people take vacations um like we sort of talked about in like two episodes two episodes ago Sometimes you get in like a creative rut and sometimes you need a little break of, you know, not the same thing. And this definitely isn't the same thing now that we're in our own space. Let's just call this season two. Season two. There we go. That's a That's a great way to start. Um, So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of shit that's been going on. Just, I mean, outside of streetwear, within streetwear, one of the things that I wanted to cover and one of the things that I'm super passionate about within the past couple of months, I know you were too, because you were trying to to watch a game, if not a couple of days ago. But fucking World Cup, right? Yeah. I only get excited about the World Cup every four years. I mean, that's, there's only a reason to be excited about it every four years. But like some people are just fans of soccer. 
I'm not a fan of soccer. I'm a fan of the World Cup. That makes that makes sense, right? Yeah, I think there's something about it's like those people that like they don't watch football, but then they watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's it's they watch it f- primarily for commercials, but there's just more on the line, and I like that when I watch competitive sports. Yo, I I don't have a TV. I don't watch TV, but I watched TV for the, like the first time the other day. Yeah, and you know, like back in the day when there were these like fire commercials and everybody used to quote them. Yeah. yeah I yeah. was like watching TV and these commercials came on. I was like, I don't know. Any they're of these terrible. Yeah, they're right? so they're terrible. Yeah. Like even like you want to know how bad commercials are nowadays and how there's no loyalty is the guy that used to be the, can you hear me now guy? I think he was with Verizon. Isn't he with like T-Mobile now? Or He's with shit? T-Mobile. Or like no, Sprint. Sprint. Yeah. Right. Like what a traitor. Where's the loyalty? Exactly, right? Like, that's that's terrible. But, yeah. I mean, just for the World Cup in general, I know a lot of people are, I mean, they every brand, if anything, is making merchandise to sort of uh, resonate with the World Cup. A lot of soccer jerseys, a lot of um, team apparel um, is what I've been seeing. But just with the World Cup in general, it's really only something I get excited every four years. And only for this fact alone is because countries have history with other countries and that shit makes it like 10 times more exciting because ideally you can't just go to war with somebody, right? Like you can't just like drop a bomb on a country and be like, that's for everything that you did 30, 40 years ago. It's true. Let's take all that smoke out on the field. That shit is exciting. All right. Like name, a co- name, name like two countries that would be like really sick to watch play each other. Ooh. I would love to watch USA play Japan <laughs> just, <laughs> just for that. I mean, I know that there's other countries that have like way deeper like history with each other that go, I mean, longer than when World War II happened. But, I mean, that would be a cool one. I, I see like Germany and like Israel. Ooh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ooh. I was mad and sensitive. USA versus Russia? Whoa. Wow. And then they Putin uh, don't want no smoke. <laughs> and then afterwards they're in the same locker room together, just <laughs> hugging, like, just holding hands, like, oh yeah, yeah, thanks for letting us win. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, just from what we've seen from the World Cup, we've seen a lot of brands, both Nike and Adidas, sort of they use that moment to highlight whether it's new technology, um, new collections, and one of the biggest things is that obviously they are the two biggest um, athletic sponsors for the tournament. But the craziest thing that that I've seen is how streetwear has played a role within the World Cup. Obviously, streetwear does this thing where they bank off of any sort of like, I want to call it like a social media moment. Yeah. So anything that's popping, basically, um, which is actually kind of hard if you think about it, because you have to plan seasons out um, ahead of time. So that's one thing. But what's something that you've noticed with like what streetwear's brands are doing? Maybe we'll just talk about the World Cup for now and then we'll get into like social media moments in general. But how do you how have you seen them sort of like capitalize off of this particular moment, the World Cup? Um, I mean, obviously, like the World Cup comes around like every so often, yeah. so people are aware of when it's gonna come come up. Um, so I think brands have just been trying to, like you said, like capitalize on that, but also just kind of focus more on this like 
throwback like sportswear sort yeah, of like vibe yeah. that's going on right now. And so. that's that's what's in anyways, right? Yeah. Like you see everybody trying to grab like the Nike windbreakers, track pants, like that whole vintage look is like super in right now. So like the collection that stood out to me that I feel like always does a really good job at like these sport moment collections is like Kith. They do like um they did like a whole World Cup collection with I'm not sure if they released Adidas or if they released like Yeah, I think it yeah. Well, I think they, they partnered with Adidas, yeah. Yeah, and they did like this like vintage looking like big windbreaker baggy pants with like the jumpsuit to match. It looked like like 1992 Dream Team type uh, apparel. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool and um I mean obviously there's a lot of other brands that probably did the same thing, but I think the way that they sort of capitalize on the moment more than any other moment, I think they they really put a lot of focus on these ones, especially to show like, oh, we're athleisure company type thing, or we we're we're into whatever's going on. Even like higher end brands too are kind of trying to capitalize on it, uh, just because like we said, streetwear is super in, and then just like sports culture is super in. Um, everything is sort of like even more interconnected than it was yeah. before. So uh, Louis Vuitton did like <laughs> a. They did like a case for the World Cup. Yeah, trophy. that's crazy, that crazy, right? It was like, yeah, that shit was like, I think it was sixteen thousand dollars. No, or it was like no, no. more. It, well, it Less. was auctioning. They were auctioning it to charity. Oh, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like almost close to like a hundred thousand. Holy shit! Yeah. I was totally off. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, just, just, I mean, we've seen as an ex- or as that as an example of just. Get in while you can, you know, it's it's every four years, like maximize the potential of of people being excited about it. Like, to be honest, like I was I think we called it a couple a couple episodes ago about, you know, soccer jerseys. And I think we even mentioned things about like um, like motocross, motocross, <laughs> like that type of stuff. It's just like people want people like the branding nowadays. Yeah. And what what better way to do that than than through soccer jerseys where branding is like it's like like od like like, way too much on 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 people's jerseys but what have we seen from like nike and adidas and how they approached um the world cup because obviously they sponsor some of the biggest teams they have uh, the biggest players yeah um that are sponsored under them uh they did nike did that whole uh like nigerian team like oh yeah that supposedly sold out like super quick i forget what they're called um yeah they're called the young the 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 flying eagles or the young eagles or something like that yeah but i know that their jerseys sold like crazy yeah they were like um black white and green yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i heard like just that jersey alone like sold out I, i don't know how many they sold in a certain amount of time but they sold so much in a short amount of time it was like it like broke like a record of some sort oh well while we're on the topic something that totally slipped my mind the um the fucking off-white mercurial. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. I don't know, yeah, I don't that know whole, why we missed that. That whole collection came out. Um, I want to say it was teased prior to the World Cup. Yeah. Um, because nobody really cares about like qualifiers or anything like that. Yeah. But um, they definitely teased a lot of it in the beginning of the World Cup, and then when they released it, you see the Nike marketing campaigns of like their biggest players wearing the stuff. Also, and I, I think, I feel like one of them wore a pair on the field during a game. I'm not 100% sure. It was the, uh, 
It was like the really young, like the teenage kid from on the French national team. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I think his name is. Uh, it's funny because the uh, the announcers say it really funny. It's like Kylian Mbappe. Yeah, like that's what they yeah, say. Yeah. They say it like he's like yeah. some person from Jurassic Park or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, just from what I've seen from there, it's just a, it's definitely a moment to capitalize on, as you should if you're the biggest athletic company and athletic companies in the world. Um, and it's pretty typical, right? It's pretty typical to see that. But in regards to what how streetwear sort of reacts to the World Cup, they kind of follow suit. They kind of, I feel like with big sporting events, they look to see what some of the larger companies do. And yeah. they kind of like tailor themselves after that. Yeah. Um, I did see, which is really awesome. And I, this is why I love this brand, uh, Chinatown Market, right? They do this, th- a really good job at like, capturing whatever moment it is whether it's a social media moment or just whatever it is in pop culture and finding out a way to make some money off of it so like when when um when the world cup finals were taking place they had they made a shirt the day that the finals started or the day that the finals uh teams were announced and they made a shirt with both teams on it, like with players and everything. And I'm like, like, like a, like a rap tee. Yeah. And I was like, damn, like how fast do you have to be to make something like that? Their happen? turnaround time is crazy, right? Like, like that's it's yeah. it's it's insane. And I think that's where you see like brands like like a Chinatown Market blow up. That's yeah. like some of these other brands. I don't know why they either they they're too far ahead, like thinking about seasons. And they're not necessarily thinking about what's happening in the in moment. The moment. Yeah. So whether it's that they're trying to plan trends in advance, which is hard. Like you can't do that because you could have a, I don't know, like a superstar wear some random ass thing and it just blows up. But see a brand like Chinatown Market, they understand that like streetwear in general was never meant to be like too planned out. Yeah. It was exactly. always a very like spur of the moment thing. Yeah. So that's where they like. That's where they're winning yeah. is because they they like understand that and they're able to drop stuff in an instant like that. Yeah. And that it catches people off guard and it almost gains more interest in whatever they're dropping because it, it's like, oh, I had no idea this was, yeah. you know. It's almost out. like it's almost like that brand is like a Simpsons episode yeah. that predicts something that happens in the future. Yeah. And then everyone's like, what the hell? How do they know? It's just like, well, we're just we're kind of just guessing. Yeah. Like, it, it is what it is. But I, I saw I. Listen to this recent uh, Business of Hype interview with Jeff Staple, and he was talking uh, to Benny Gold. It was at that. It was a, at a WeWork um, awards thing. Remember we were trying to oh, go to that yeah. in San Francisco? Yeah. So he a-, a kid asked a question to the both of them and says, what would you do differently if you were to start your brand today rather than when you started it in whatever, early 2000s, the 90s, whatever? And they basically said that the, the biggest difference is that there's no middleman anymore. So before the focus was getting your clothes to a store, a uh, brick and mortar, yeah. whether it was a Barney's or a Nordstrom, whatever, those types of stores. But now you can get your clothes straight to the consumer, whether it's through Instagram, through eBay, through whatever. So you're... I guess your business model is no longer designed around these bigger stores that are based off of like trends. Yeah. And it's more so, okay, what do what do 
the people that follow me like? What what sort of interests do they have? How do I make the shit that they like as fast as possible? You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, that just makes more sense. Um, we always talk about it, like, the way we shop is completely completely different now. People don't want to yeah. have to, even consumers don't want to have to go through the middleman. Yeah. Because one, like, it's going to mark up the cost. And Hell two, yeah. it's like, what's the point if I can just go straight to the person that's making it mm-hmm. and get it from them? Yeah. So it's like, it's it's a win-win for both because... As a brand, like you're able to reach people faster and you're able to sell a lot more. And then as a consumer, you get what you want. A lot exactly. I think the only time where that doesn't work is when you're a reseller. Because True. like for some reason, like having that middleman is like kind of saves your ass sometimes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if anybody else has experienced a bad Craigslist transaction, but they definitely happen. Um so so let's move on from there then, um, because we didn't even watch the finals for the World Cup. No. So we can't even – we're not experts on soccer. We we love watching this. I love playing FIFA, but I only play FIFA, I feel like, every two to four years <laughs> when it's Olympic time and when it's World Cup time. So, um, okay, let's move on to the next thing. What were we going to talk about again? Uh, we're going to talk about – Adidas oh. Oh, and yeah. Palace. Okay, yeah. Speaking of sports, which was supposed to be my initial transition. <laughs> um, so obviously we say that every major sporting company finds a way to capitalize off of the moment. Yeah. Typically sporting moments because that's where all the eyes and attention are. So what what other place would you want to have your brand front and center than the biggest sporting moments of each sport? That being, for tennis, Adidas is, I would say, the biggest one of the two, would you say? You think so? I think so. Really? Yeah. Between Nike and Adidas, as far as like tennis is concerned? I feel like for Nike, they have the players. They, they have the big-name players. Yeah. But when it comes to like what you think of when you think of tennis, I just think of adidas yeah i mean nike's got bigger fish to fry they don't that's really care true about they don't i mean what is it it's just one tournament a year when does the wimbledon happen didn't it just happen does it happen only one time a year i yeah i think so oh okay well then uh speaking of the wimbledon then um if you didn't see and s- i mean we just saw it today uh literally five minutes before we started <laughs> adidas and palace palace being one of i'd say if you do like a top five there may be I'd say number three of collaborators with Adidas that causes them to be like amazing. Crazy. Things. Yeah. So I would say like obviously Adidas and Kanye. Uh, I was going to say Adidas and Pharrell maybe. Yes. Kith uh, possibly. Kith, but they're more so Kith. like Nike. Okay. Maybe. Um, so they have like a permanent collaboration. I yeah. wouldn't say permanent collaboration, but what, what would you a partnership? Yeah. They have ongoing. a bigger partnership than collaborations. Ongoing. There you go. So Yeezy, and then I'd say maybe Pharrell, and then it'd probably be Palace right after. Yeah. I mean, and there's a bunch still. There's Gosha does continuous collaborations. Gosha, Raph Simmons, Raph Simmons, Alexander um, Wang, Alexander Wang. Like, these are OG big Yamamoto, names, right? And to think that Palace would be like the top three of all of them, and they're yeah. not. There's no like figurehead to palace either you don't need i don't even know the owner of palace's name like who created palace right probably just another skateboarder who was just trying to make money so he can skate all day and not have to work a daily job um but 
we see them do a collaboration with Adidas, normal. But to see them do a collaboration with Adidas for the w- world's biggest tennis event, crazy. Sounds ridiculous, right? Like it's like it looked photoshopped. <laughs> yeah, it's like s- if Supreme sponsored like a hockey a hockey team. Yeah, like, but this what? is like the best, like the biggest tournament there is in the sport. So like to see the Palace logo on. Like tennis players that that may not even know what Palace is exactly, yeah. and and don't even know like where where it comes from or the or the culture behind it. Yeah, because we see Palace and we think, oh, that dude's a skater, or he knows streetwear, or oh, he's kind of scummy, right? <laughs> but for like tennis players to wear that, it's like oh, I don't know. I, it just the word is almost prestigious in itself. Yeah, to see Palace, they're just like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, like imagine if they had another brand, like it just said. um Shit, I can't even think of any. Like, like fucking uh, Roger Federer's trash Uniqlo. Yeah, like a, a Uniqlo sounds like a weird brand to have on a t-shirt. But I mean, just in general, to have that brand name on there as a streetwear company, as a skateboarder starting, uh, uh, started by skateboarder streetboard, uh, streetwear company, what do you think that means in, in regards to like this conversation we always have of what the fuck is streetwear anymore? <laughs> I don't know. I it, mean, like it's... That's just so crazy to me to see a skate, a skateboarding brand, yeah, on the uniforms at Wimbledon, <laughs> like two completely unrelated things for real come together. It looks fake. Yeah, it I'll, looked like someone literally photoshopped it onto there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, it it just begs the question of like, what is streetwear nowadays? Because in every article that we read, in every sort of debate there is when it comes to Virgil, when it comes to any sort of creative that is doing something, a Samuel Ross with a cold wall, whatever, there's always that question of what is streetwear or what, how do we define streetwear nowadays? Yeah. And can we define what streetwear is? Yeah. yeah. And I think it, it's a, like how we look at like 90s era clothing or yeah. what vintage clothing is, right? Yeah. There's a particular definition for what that stuff is. Yeah. Oh, that's vintage. What is considered vintage? Um, well, really it's anything between or before the year 2000, yeah. kind of, right? Um, but nowadays it's like when we say streetwear, we talked about in the last episode, it's an offensive word. It's a polarizing word. It's, it, it's, we don't, it's like up in the air right now. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think, especially now, it's really up to each person to define what yeah. streetwear is to yeah. them. It's um, like they have yeah. to provide context yeah. when they use the word. Yeah. You know what we should start doing then? And we're going to start it here. We're going to start creating eras of streetwear. So when we talk about streetwear now, we talk about modern streetwear. If we talk about Yo. things in the past, we talk postmodern streetwear <laughs> or something like that right yeah. like or what's what's another uh like museum term that people always use like, when it comes to like art like neoclassical streetwear. there we go expressionist streetwear <laughs> <laughs> holy shit all right cool Yo. we're gonna start using that to define different eras of streetwear that way the listener can understand what it is that we're talking about when we, when we use it. Renaissance era streetwear. Renaissance era streetwear. Um, uh, <laughs> Greco modern, Greco Roman Greco streetwear. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, just from what we see with Palace in the Wimbledon, it's on the big stage. 
you're a streetwear head, you're a skateboarder, whatever. You see that, and you're just like, what the fuck? But also, does that water down your brand? Do you say, oh, those people, I fucking hate tennis players. I hate it. I uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it depends on the person, but uh, it's cool to see two things that are uh, completely unrelated kind of come together. Yeah. And just like the juxtaposition of them is really cool. But also at the same time, it's like, why? Like, what was the <laughs> purpose behind it? Exactly, right? Yeah. They could have had any any other brand with Adidas to, to do that, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, they've, uh, Federer had, that's Federer, right? With, with the Uniqlo stuff, like yeah. they could have had any larger brand. I would have even thought that like your favorite artist cause would have done something with, uh, the Wimbledon. Yeah. Or even like, 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 like you, any, yeah. You know what I mean? Like just any, any other thing could make sense other than palace. But it's funny because palace has this, sort of persona where it's like on one end it's like super hip-hop on the other end it's like super skateboard on on one end it's like this like weird like vhs london like uh grime type thing right and then it's like it, it takes on so many different like personas that you don't really know what palace is anymore but you know i mean you know you can identify with skateboarding but it's like Anything else is like really weird. Yeah, but I mean that's cool. I think that I think that's awesome. I think the next thing we're gonna see is like the Super Bowl sponsored by the hundreds or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> or like fucking World Series sponsored by Stussy. No, well I mean surfing would be Stussy. That that would make more sense. But I could see the hundreds doing like a World Series thing. They, I mean every brand seems to do like some sort of like big sporting event merch item anyway. So that's that. Um. Damn man, that that still kind of blows my mind to think that th- that they got like that's like product placement to the hundredth degree. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's like in your face. Like we're at the Wimbledon. Out of all things, too. Fuck with like us. they could yeah. they couldn't even done like a World Cup thing. They could have uh, done that, something that smaller first. Yeah, like <laughs> they could they just jumped. They're straight like, to no, that. fuck it, we're doing Wimbledon. Yeah, <laughs> imagine how that conversation starts with like an Adidas rep. They're just like, hey, Palace dudes, like. We're just thinking about having you guys, um, you know, placed on um, a merchandise for uh, um, uh, the, the, the Wimbledon. 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 Not even like, they, <laughs> they didn't even hit like Raff up or <laughs> even like people who actually like design like fashion and shit. But do you think they thought it was like lame at first? Because think of, think of events that skateboarders are like, we're, they're obviously invited to the Olympics. It's going to be an Olympic thing in the year 20, what's the next one? 2020? 2020. When? Yeah, 2020, yeah. I think. Yeah, so skateboarding is an Olympic sport in 2020, but you see a lot of skateboarders, they're just like, fuck that. That's totally whack. Yeah. But it's the Olympics, right? It's obviously more prestigious than the Wimbledon. Yeah. So then why would, if you were Palace, why would, why, why would you say no? Like, or why would you even say yes? I would definitely say yes. <laughs> <laughs> One, like you said, it's product placement. But yeah. also it's like, it's really cool to me the way that I look at it. If I'm Palace, it's like almost like a like a giant middle finger to like right? everybody that said, like, oh, you like you can't be here. It's Basically. like a, it's like you could use it as like a, a bargaining chip now. Yeah. Like, like, oh, I mean, we we did Wimbledon. What did? Oh, so you're not gonna take us in your store? Okay, all right. Well, all right. um, 
go ahead and watch TV tonight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> watch CBS at uh, 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. That's when, when uh, tennis is on. It's like 10 <laughs> o'clock in the morning, like when nobody's home. Like yeah. right before Price is Right <laughs> all the time. Um, oh, did you happen to see um, the newest Nike store that was built? In Los Angeles. In LA. I was in Los Angeles, right? Yeah, yeah. In LA. Um, yes, I did. And that shit is crazy. So it's called it's called Nike for you? Uh it's called Nike by Melrose. Nike by <laughs> totally yeah, off. Totally off. Nike by Melrose is a new concept store. It's, I guess that's the correct term. Yeah, they're calling it a Nike Live store. Nike Live Store. Yeah, it's like a it's like a new concept store. Basically, they're uh, trying out this like digital meets physical like store experience, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. So the science behind that store, which is really really interesting, um, is that the store is basically curated by the people that live in that community. So they collected all this data to basically see what are people buying in the Los Angeles area probably like what sizes like what trends what is it that they're what is it that they want yeah and they fill this concept store with all of that product so think of it as like maybe in like the beginning of the episode you don't wear it too too much now what if this store all they sold were printed button-ups yeah, <laughs> it'd be like this is the store for me. Like I can I'd walk down the street and pick them up, right? Yeah. And that's so crazy because they're basically in the mind of the consumer. Yeah, in that area. I mean, if you think about it, if you've ever used the Nike Plus app, it like tracks your purchase history. Yeah, and like w- you can like stuff on there. Yeah, and I'm guessing that's what kind of like fuels what's going to be in the store yeah i would think yeah i I totally agree with that i definitely think so but i've never seen anything like it yeah because i mean normal retail stores they work off of trends and i think this is working off of something quite differently and i don't know what it is (laughs) yeah it's weird it's weird it's 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 not it's like a science now yeah rather than like crunching numbers it's almost like they're doing like personality tests to figure out what type of person like you who are you to are sell yeah. your to sell clothes to you oh what's your sign yeah <laughs> oh you're a Sagittarius you should wear Cortez's there you go um but yeah I mean just just off of that Melrose itself is already a very like hip street in Los Angeles it has it's famous for having round two. I mean, that's really all people go there for nowadays yeah. is for round two and a load of other like thrift stores. Um, but what they have there is it's like a, I would even almost consider it like a shopping district sometimes. Yeah, for sure. For like, yeah. but, but but for the trendy. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, this store definitely fits. Yeah. It's a lot of um, definitely a lot of younger people in that area. So. I'm guessing what I'm just guessing it's only been open for I don't know a week two weeks or yeah. so um, but I'm guessing it's gonna be a lot of like running stuff for like yeah. the, like them older folk that like to <laughs> run and then and the hip people that don't run but like to look like, like to, they yeah, run exactly that's and then that, that's uh, their uh, biggest consumer I would say yeah and then more like lifestyle stuff 
A lot of side bags. A lot, yeah, which I actually, I think they mentioned, if you look at the article on Nike.com, they actually mentioned that they're carrying, like, side bags and, like, Shit. Cortezes and, like, that's all that, that stuff. Smart yeah. move. That's probably the best seller, to be honest. Yeah, but it's but just, like, it's it's such a weird concept that I've never seen before. Yeah. There's, like, they're integrating so many different concepts from, like, they're taking, like, the Amazon Locker concept. Yep. They're doing, like... This whole fucking Sonic drive-in concept <laughs> where you like you just pull up on like roller skates. Yeah, roller <laughs> skates. Like, have you seen those Nike roller skates? They're like super, yeah, super old. Yeah, that'd be tight. Yeah, but it just yeah, just to your point, like it's a concept that is extremely new, obviously. But the general like way of 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 how these little pop-up stores work is they just release stuff. There's no sort of initial thought into what do you think they're going to like or are they even going to buy this or what can we do to service the consumer there's no yeah. initial thought with these pop-up stores right there's concept stores and then there's like your favorite brand's pop-up store that just happens to be in the city yeah with no thought at all it's decorations clothing probably exclusive item okay sell it yeah. lines out the door whatever and then there's these concept stores that just want to try something new but don't really know what it is that they're doing yet. They're yeah. just trying to find the consumer that will like it. And then that's what they'll tailor the rest of their business model. After. If you think about it, like we touched upon earlier, the whole Chinatown market thing, it's basically that, but on like a bigger scale on yeah. a store level. Yeah. So um, yeah. if Chinatown market, well actually Chinatown market kind of did something like that Yeah. at a, it was agenda. Uh, it's like a smaller complex con, but at agenda, they had a self-service area where you could bring any article of clothing and they would use their 3D like printing gun yeah, um, and do whatever you wanted on your shoes, your clothes, whatever. And then they also had like airbrushing and screen printing and all that shit. So I think some brands are starting to understand that it's more than just selling clothes now. And you have to have that like super customer like experience, tailored experience exactly. to like each individual, exactly, yeah. and yeah. multiple options. Yeah. So, and this is like a like the most prime example that anybody could ever do. And obviously, Nike would be the first ones to do it because they thrive off of customer experience. So, to have a store that quote unquote is built by the consumer, yeah, not really, but. Um, it's pretty amazing, and it's also not a store that I would shop in <laughs> because I feel like it would be like sometimes you just want to shop, right? Some, I mean, I think we've we've had stories where it's like, damn, I went into the store and nobody said nothing. Yeah. But I think I can only take that to a certain extent. Yeah. Like, I don't think I can go in there and then they're just like, oh, let me hold your hand and let me, <laughs> let me put my arm around you. And yeah. Let's walk and go around the whole store. I'm just like, no, I like to have my shopping experiences to where I can – actually yeah. think for myself <laughs> also i like to like randomly stumble upon shit yeah i don't want just everything laid out in a silver platter for me like right. th there's no fun in that yeah like like we talked about before like the whole thing with streetwear or just shopping in general is like it's an experience like mm -hmm. it's it's not supposed to be stressful but also it's like sometimes it's supposed to be fun yeah and if you're just like 
handing everything to me, then it's like, what's the point? <laughs> oh, I think you'd look good in this. It's like, yeah. damn, I can't even like make a decision to try on something else. It's like going to the drive-through versus like sitting down in a restaurant yeah. and like eating, yeah. if you will. Like, it's yeah, it's like convenient. You get like, it served to you in like, it's almost like you get the the store and and all the clothing in like a smaller package. Like yeah. there's so much more about the ambiance and like talking to whoever, but there's also like, you can overdo that to yeah. a certain extent. I'd say the best shopping experience I think I ever had in like going into stores and experiencing stores would probably be the, the, the time we went to New York because we would go into stores, stores that I'd never been into and be like, wow, this is awesome. I've never heard of this brand or I've heard of this brand, but never gone to their store. Yeah. Holy shit. They have, pens and side bags and it's just like it was an experience because it almost felt as if i had rediscovered a brand or dis- rediscovered streetwear for the first time yeah and i mean that's like the fun part of it you yeah know? yeah i would say so that and i think when we went to la too like when we went into that store virgil normal i had never been more excited about a single store in a long time than when i went in there and i was like holy shit like this is probably because it's what i was into at the moment yeah I'm, I'm i'm sure if i went in there maybe like five years ago it'd be like they don't Yo, have huff here yeah. like damn they don't have any of my clothes but yeah i think it definitely varies and is based off of what your interests are at the moment yeah. so obviously going in there i was excited about posters which i'm never excited about but and like all kinds like of that. like random shit they had in yeah, there. yeah like yeah and i thought i thought it was cool but um, it's definitely nice. It's refreshing. I wouldn't say nice in this case because I wouldn't shop there, but I think it's refreshing to see stores like these. I don't think streetwear is going to follow suit in any sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe bigger brands, but I don't think streetwear anytime soon. Maybe. I don't know. You think, street, you think like a store and I think maybe one or two stores probably will do this. I think off white stores probably have like a certain level of, service or like uniqueness to where that they can do something like that yeah um i wouldn't see like a shop like a huff or a hundreds ever participate in like holding your hand with things because like the whole the whole thing with stores like that is that that store like we talked about before is like a hub for the community yeah and if it's just like a grab and go place yeah then you don't get that as yeah much, that's you know? true because i think with those with the store like the it's not Nike. Nike by Melrose. Yeah. I don't think that you can just hang out in there. I feel like the vibe is just like, okay, oh, what do you need? Like, wh- wh- yeah. what are you here for? Yeah. Let's go find it. Yeah. Why are you sitting down? Stand up. Yeah. Go run something. It's, they all, uh, and to that point, there's actually this thing that they're calling the sneaker bar. Yeah. And I think that basically you just go up and you pick what shoes you want and you grab them yourself and you try them. And then there's like a person there to like give you advice and stuff, but they yeah. don't actually like grab the shoes for yeah, you yeah, or anything yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. I don't think, but holy shit. Yeah. It's just like if I walk into the stock room of like a footlocker and exactly, just like right? grab it myself. Yeah. And, like and that's how, on. I mean, that's yeah. how outlet stores, clearance stores are treated. It's just kind of like I'm surrounded by all this product. If I want to try it on, I can. If not, then whatever but sometimes when you have to like at least for me when i have to work to find somebody to help me and they help me and they're like nice to me i'm almost more inclined to buy something because i feel bad 
yeah. but they did all that work. Yeah. <laughs> you sure. know what I mean? Um, but okay, so but speaking of Nike, we've had this conversation before, and I feel like we have it a lot. The Nike and Adidas thing, we kind of touched on it with the World Cup, but at the point of what they're doing, there's a lot of, I would say, I mean, I, I'd say they're both ramping up in what they're doing, yeah. like a, a lot more, yet I don't feel like I hear about what they're doing on like a larger scale. It's like they're they're like super low key, but they're doing hella shit for some reason. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So like how do you feel about what each brand is doing right now? Um what are you into in regards to what they're doing? Um I'm pretty biased, of course. I'm I'm going to have to give it up to Nike. I think we talked about this before. Didn't we do like a Nike versus Adidas yeah, episode or something we like that? Or we yeah. mentioned it. That was for um, All-Star Weekend. They had like yeah, a head-to-head competition yeah. type thing. And then I think in that episode, I said that in the next like six months, Nike was just going to like fucking crush it. And yeah. Like, honestly, sorry, Adidas. Like, they've been killing it. Like, okay, of course, Off-White, mm-hmm. that whole soccer-inspired collection yep. sold out easy of course um and then just the new colorways of the off-white stuff um bringing back like the old acg line that's crazy yeah like that was like as a nike head like i was super hyped on that they had everything Uh, where are my shorts by the way uh they just got shipped today they're at my place oh the other place Uh, i'm gonna go back later on this week that's another conversation okay anyways uh yeah, and then what else do they do? They have a new collaboration with Matthew Williams of Aleeks, the guy who yeah. does like the super popular chess That's a rigs. come up. That yeah. is a come up. Yeah. They definitely saw, I mean, I wouldn't say he's like under the radar, but some most people still don't know who he is. Yeah, or but he's definitely more is. so like in the limelight now. Yeah. Thanks to like Kanye West, Ian Connor. Yeah, for sure. Like ASAP Rocky, all that. That boy, uh, Kanye West was sitting front row at his fashion show and they had it in uh oh really uh, where did it, where did they have in it? paris in paris yeah, yeah. it was pretty crazy yeah but yeah um him and then partnering with or the react element 87s mm-hmm. yep. killed it with that one just just been killing it in general man Ooh, like, let's talk about that hold on let me i'm gonna give you my opinion on on who's winning and then we're, we're gonna get into that okay remember the term deconstructed yes okay all right so in my opinion, the only thing that I've been seeing lately is all Adidas shit. I don't really? know if we were following the different accounts or whatever it is, but all I'm ever seeing is things that Adidas has been doing. Whether it is the Adidas Palestine, which is like blowing my mind because I don't think Nike has ever put a brand of this tier or caliber, a streetwear brand, on such a high pedestal. Yeah. Or to like have faith in that is like... It's a shot in the dark for sure, but I don't think most people would care. It's like making, it's almost like making a grammatical error on something you send out to like a thousand employees. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's supposed to be so formal, but it's also like, I don't care at the same time. And it's just showing that Adidas is trying to cater to like cool people or like people that find interest in things other than what they're used to. So Um, especially with what Yeezy's doing, they're like sort of dominating the whole, obviously the dad wave. They're re- they they got it, man. They got it. Nike's yeah. been doing that, but they, I, well, I want to say it after, after this point, but, and then Adidas is obviously partnering with a lot of, um, a lot of great people. Obviously they did the whole, um, what was that recently? Um, shit. I'll probably f- figure it out later, but for some reason, everything I see, 
that um that's like a big collaboration or like big like ticket item is like something from adidas i don't know how i can like explain my point because i don't have any specific <laughs> items that i remember but for some reason my timeline has just been crazy with the adidas shit but on the note that i i'll just get back to what we uh, we were just saying is every brand is sort of banking off that whole deconstructed look. Have you seen that? Oh lately? yeah, for sure. One of the ones that stood out for me was Vans. Did you see that they were like oh, doing, doing like that, the off off white inspired, inspired like, shit? Yeah. Like they cut I mean, off yeah. the heel piece and they put it on the side of the shoe. Yeah, that just goes to show like two things. Virgil's a fucking like maniac when it comes yeah. to that stuff to think that most people see it as like, oh, that's shitty. Like, yeah. why would you expose foam like it should be covered, whatever, to being like the new trend? Like, that's, yeah. that's insane. And also, it just goes to show that like most brands aren't creative enough to like want to take that risk yeah. for some reason. Like, why? I mean, they have to conform to what they're used to, which is why vans only make skate shoes. They don't like try to make anything different yeah um but yeah i mean that's one of the things that i notice is is that deconstructed look is that's definitely kind of crazy oh um yeah a lot of people are doing that actually like uh that one japanese brand that did like the it's like a dunk and a blazer literally inside each other inside the shoe yeah it's a uh, sakai oh, i don't know if you saw it. it's yeah, literally yeah, yeah. like a dunk inside of a blazer is it like stitched together at yeah, all? Yeah, it's like the tongues are stitched together. Like the oh my it's god, crazy. it's sick though. It looks like I'm not gonna lie. Oh my god, I yeah. don't know it. That's like weird. Yeah, that's definitely super weird. That's another Nike. Nike killing it right now, man. Right? CDG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna figure out what it was that I saw that Adidas has been posting, and I'm gonna show you because they've. I feel like they've been killing it in some way somehow. But okay, um, I went to the Adidas employee store. It was trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't really have much to begin with. Nope. <laughs> Holy shit! All right, cool. Um, usually, yeah. I mean, uh, if you do, guys don't already know, we usually get to cook in around the 30 minute mark, and sometimes we lose track after that. But the great thing is is that we don't have to pay per hour anymore for a spot so we can continue to record for as long as possible. The only thing is, I'm tired of talking. <laughs> and also, we can say whatever we want because we're not literally paying to talk. Exactly. So not only are episodes going to be more off-topic, but they're also going to be longer, and my diatribes are going to go for even longer, too. So. Either they're going to be longer or they're going to be really short because we're going to be really lazy. That I mean, that could also be the case. Yeah. We, could, we could definitely suffer from that. But I think that's a good place to end it. Um, you know, so it, it, we got to get the fucking rust off of us, yeah. man. Like, it's been a week. and two uh, weeks. T- It's been two weeks. There's really not too much going on in uh, the streetwear fashion world. And we're not ones that just make up some shit. Okay, and if there is, no fake news. Send, send it to us because we yeah. want to see that shit. That'd be cool. Like, Tweet us. DM us. Come across news, Whatever. send it to us. Um, we can find a way to talk about it. Email us. Don't email us. I got. I have like three, three no chance emails. I don't even know which Jesus one Christ. is which anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, on that note, be sure to follow us on all of our social at No Chance Podcast. I don't know why every time I say it, I like write it out with my hand in the air. Uh, but follow us at No Chance Podcast, Instagram, SoundCloud. 
Twitter, whatever. Follow us on our own personals. Um, they're all in the bio on Apple Podcast. And be sure to listen to us next week. We got a radio show that we're about to film right after this because we don't have to have any sort of attention span for it. So that's why we're going to be able to do one right after we cut out of this episode for you guys. Uh, I think that's been like fucking month. <laughs> yeah, damn near. So like, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, but we're yeah. busy, dude. Yeah. Yeah, we are busy. I'm going to say that. Yeah. Before it was just kind of like we were we were cooling. But, yeah. But now we're actually busy. So on that note, make sure you listen to us next week. And that is episode 47. Holy 47. shit. I almost fucked that up. Yep. Uh, we'll catch you next week. See ya. See ya.